now, 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 your weekly dose of inspiration, inspiration. Perspiration. perspiration, and just the right amount of bull defecation. <laughs> the Get You Some Radio Show, with your host, the Vice President of Making Shit Happen, Terry Lancaster. Greetings and salutations. Welcome back to the Get You Some Radio Show. And the Get You Some Radio Show is about creating health, happiness, and prosperity in your life. And you don't create health, happiness, and prosperity in your life. It's not about how you act. You have to respond to life. And sometimes you don't get the, uh, it's, it's about how you play the hand that you're dealt. Today's guest uh, has been dealt uh, a couple of uh, tragic hands and has dealt with it by, by turning it into service for others. She's uh, Marie White. She's written seven books that are available on Amazon. She reaches half a million people weekly through her YouTube channel, Bible Stories for Adults. And uh, she's also helping salespeople and entrepreneurs with her book, Changing Your Life in Just 10 Days. So we'll be right back with Marie to talk about how to change your life in 10 days, regardless of the circumstance, right after this. Make more friends. Sell more cars. 97% of car shoppers say they would prefer to know their salesperson before they ever set foot in the dealership. People buy from people they know, like, and trust. And they refer their family and friends to people they know, like, and trust. Visit TerryLancaster.org to learn how your sales staff can get more reviews, more referrals, and more repeat business by building better, stronger, more authentic relationships online and in real life. TerryLancaster.org Marie, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing this morning? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be on your show. I'm excited to talk to you. Tell us about your backstory. It is, it is a, I, I was reading over, over the weekend, reading your bio and reading your books. You have a phenomenal backstory. So just tell people how you got into writing and changing people's lives and what happened in your life to make that happen. Well, it's funny because I know, you know, part of the reason that we talk about this is because we're trying to see where everybody comes from. You know, what do, what does everybody bring to the table that could be of any use? And our, our backstory, my family's backstory is a little bit different in that uh, three and a half years ago, our toddler was abducted um, and is not home. Wow. And I think the reason I'm supposed to share that and the reason that I am sharing it is because it's a little more extreme than most people have to go through in their life. But if we can still be standing, if we can still move through that process and become entrepreneurs and make a new life for ourselves while still hoping for our child to come home, then no matter what it is that someone's going through, they can do the same. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. The, uh, one of the things I talk about on, uh, on the show a lot is, is for salespeople and entrepreneurs being willing to share the story. And, and so, many, so many people, they, they, bottle, they bottle what happens to them up and they don't, they don't share what's going on in their lives. And, it, it, and especially on, on social media, they, 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 pr they present a front that everything yeah. is, everything is honky dory all the time, 24 hours a day. And Facebook is a great big highlight reel. But life, life isn't always peaches and cream. It isn't. It isn't. And I think that's really important that you're cutting through to that because we start to compare ourselves to that. You know, if yeah. you look at my Facebook posts, most of them are going to be uplifting and happy and show the good moments. Because if I just put things on there that were, you know, I cried today for so many hours, yeah. I, I feel hopeless today or whatever it is that we're also going through. If we put those on there, no one's going to want to watch those. Yeah. Wow. I don't, this person's depressing. I don't want <laughs> to follow their feed. So we do put things that show one side of the story. 
Mm-hmm. And when everyone compares themselves to that one side, it can be very daunting. You think, well, gosh, my life's not even close to as exciting as that person's is. Well, you know what? Their life isn't either. It's yeah. not real. It, 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 it is all highlight, highlight real. But you have, again, you have to be careful to not, to not be uh, Debbie Downer, you, the, right. to be, be all negative, to present all sides of your life because life is of the wide variety from, from the tragic to the, uh, to the uplifting. And you turned your tragedy into uplifting. You've, you've turned it into a life of helping others. You've written seven books and you have your YouTube channel. Uh, but you, you, uh, you, uh, you had the story in your book about how nervous you were the first time you stepped in front of the camera and, and how, how you turned this on. How, how, did you, how were you able to take this, this tragedy and, and use it to help other people help their lives? Well, I think about probably four months into this happening, it started to occur to me that this might be the new normal, that maybe our child wasn't going to show up on the doorstep any day like we were waiting for that this might be for a while anyway, the way we have to live. And once I realized that, I just kind of turned to God and said, you know, Lord, what do you want me to do with this pain? Like we are in serious pain right now, but I know you wouldn't have allowed it if you didn't have a purpose. So tell me what the purpose is. Tell me what I'm supposed to do with it. And I will do it with everything I have so that I can do it and you can bring our child home. Mm -hmm. And that began the process of kind of going, you know, what is my purpose in life? Why do you have me here, Lord? Why have you allowed this? And that became a journey of self-discovery that I would never have gone on had something this bad not happened. I would have just kept going day by day. And beginning a YouTube channel was the very first thing (laughs) that I felt like he kind of pressed on my heart. And when I got in front of that camera, oh my gosh, I was practically hyperventilating. Like I was like shaking and the camera shaking, my voice is shaking. It's, they're bad. Some of the beginning ones are so bad. But what that brought through in the process of trying to figure out who we were and what we were here for changed everything. Well, the, one of the things I tell people is the story you tell the world changes your world. And by putting yourself out there and telling this story, it's changed everything for you. It has. It absolutely has. I mean, I want to be a super, super, super private person. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to share anything. I don't want pictures. I don't want my family out there. I don't want anything. And in fact, I hardly use social media at all before this happened. And yet when you, when I started the YouTube channel, I told nobody about it. So the fact that half a million people have watched it, it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But when you start to write books, and that was the next thing I went to after putting up 110 videos was starting to write these books for people to help people. And once you write a book, all of a sudden you have to brand yourself as an author. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing when you're in sales, you really, you have to brand yourself. You're the friendly salesman, the Mm -hmm. one who always brings snacks for the the office that you go to or whatever. You have to brand yourself as a person people can trust because you're asking them to trust you with the sale. And I'm doing the same. I'm asking you to trust me with your heart so that I can speak into your life in a powerful way through my books. Yeah. And you've written seven of the books. The one I want to talk about mainly today is changing your life in 10 days because it is, is more specific toward, toward taking that big leap toward, uh, toward starting a YouTube channel, toward writing, toward writing a book, or toward starting a business and selling more of your products. So let, let's That's talk right. about changing your life in 10 days. Everyone, everyone thinks that changing your life is, you know, they, they look five, 10 down, years down the road at what they want to be. And everyone wants to talk about the end product. But oftentimes, it's about the first step. So let's talk about the first step. Well, it is. And you're right. I think the biggest mindset problem that people have is that we start to think, well, I can only change my life if I have money, if Mm -hmm. I have support, if I had a less demanding job, if I had better hours, if you know, all these other factors that 
you usually can't change right away or maybe at all. Yeah. And really, the things that make people successful in life and that make them a success in their job are things that are completely within their control and that cost absolutely no money at all. And when you realize that, you realize you have the ability to change everything in your work. So what's, what's in your control? In our control, and I do go through this in the book, so in Changing Your Life in Just 10 Days, we really talk about the things that you can control. One of the biggest things that you can control is how many hours a day you work. Mm-hmm. If you get up at 5 a.m. and work from 5 to 7, maybe it's at your primary work, but maybe it's at something else. Maybe you want to be a writer and that's what you want to do. So maybe you spend those two hours writing your book mm-hmm. or maybe you are getting a jump on what it is that, you know, if you're a salesperson, maybe you're putting together your customer list. Um, whatever it is you're doing, if you spent an extra two hours a day on that, and let's just say five days a week. Some of us are a little obsessive. Maybe we spend seven days a week. <laughs> but if you just spend two hours a day, five days a week, that's an extra 50 hours a week. That's a whole nother workday yeah. and some. And then you add that up with four weeks in the month, you've got an extra four days. Yeah. It actually ends up being like five days when you add up all the hours. And then you add that per month. You end up having an extra month of work per year. Yes. So you just gained a month that nobody else had because nobody else took those extra two hours. Mm-hmm. That's free and well, easy. Yeah, you, managing time is, 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 is enormous. And oftentimes it's just a question of getting started to, 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 yes. to, take, to actually take the time to block out the time to do it because we've all got an extra two hours in our day, whether it's, whether it's at five o'clock in the morning or for me, it's two o'clock in the morning when I would, when I, when I would prefer to do stuff. Or if we do it from, from eight till 10 when we would normally be watching you know, a, a American Idol, that's, yes. uh, we, can, we can make work. We can make it work if we prioritize our life. And you talked about cutting down on your screen time in the book. Absolutely. I mean, we all know it's a time sucker. We don't even realize how much of a time sucker it is until your phone breaks or yeah. until you actually realize, you know, before I had a phone or before I had a computer, I got these other things done. It is a discipline that we have to make for ourselves to put those things away. Mm-hmm. Screen time, whether it's on the TV, on the computer, or on the phone, if you're doing, if you're, let's say you're going to go get, you know, a medical procedure and they say you need to fast, and so you have to, a couple of hours before you have to go, the best way to waste that time is to get on the computer. Yeah. All of a sudden, within five minutes, two hours are gone. Well, it's the same thing with your life. If you're spending that time in front of a screen, you've just wasted hours, which ends up being days, which ends up being months of time where you could have totally changed your life, learned a new skill. Yeah. The average person, they say, uh, looks at the phone 150 times a day. Cell phone addiction is real. It, it is. And, and, the, and, and the funny thing is, is again, when, you, when you're in a situation where you can't look at your phone, if you're, if you're in you know, the middle of uh, Wyoming somewhere and all of a sudden you don't have any cell service and you keep checking your phone every five minutes and you realize there's nothing to check, that's when you realize, wow, how much time I'm spending doing this. Yes. Well, and you know, too, when you go to some sort of conference or meeting mm-hmm. and it's not appropriate to pick up your phone, you go to start to do it and you're like, oh, yeah, like you catch yourself and you kind of can see, wow, I do have an addiction to this phone. Well, and, and, and for me, I'm, I'm, I'm relatively introverted. And so when I go into a conference, and I'm in a room. The first thing I want to do is kind of let me let me let me let me connect with my phone so I don't have to connect with these people in the room. And I have to, you know, it's 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 I mean, I can feel the physical struggle of going, oh, I can't reach for my phone. because I need to go talk to a human being. It's yeah, uh, there's, a, there's an incredible draw there. There is. 
there is. And that, you know, that that's going to waste it really, we're seeing in the millennial generation, how much time it is wasting. You've mm-hmm. got people, you know, coming up on 30, who have done nothing but be on the phone. So we're, we're going to, we're going to start a business, we're going to write a book, we're going to change our lives. Now we've got two extra hours a day. That's right. What do we do? So in that time period, this is when you can go ahead and refocus. And again, we're going to go through it in the book to kind of helps you to break down. What is it that you would like to do? Is it that you're a waitress somewhere and you're going, you know what, this is not the life I had envisioned. Mm-hmm. I want to be more than this, but I'm exhausted and I'm busy. You know what, I'm going to start making those extra two hours. What am I going to do with them? Am I going to take an online course? Am I going to go back to school? Am I going to learn some kind of skill through Udemy or somewhere else that I could then use to get a different job? So that's what your, the next thing is going to be, is you're going to look for your priorities. What is it you want to do with that extra two hours? What is it that, <clears throat> that you want to do? So, um, so and you, you started out, how did you, 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 you'd never, you were private and you wanted to, to make a YouTube channel. What were your first steps? Why, why did you pick that? And how did, that, how did, how did you go about it? Well, um, I didn't have any technological experience that would have helped me with that. So I had to learn yeah. everything from the ground up. Yeah. I mean, I've gone to YouTube to find things before, but I didn't know about setting up an account or how to record video and then upload it on there, how to edit it, how to add, you know, graphics and words and do all that. So I had to learn all of that from the ground mm-hmm. up. I had no clue. And I do have, um, at the time they were teenagers, they're older now, yeah. um, kids who were laughing at me and going, mom, I can't believe you can't figure this yeah. out. <laughs> but I started with that um, haltingly and got that going. and then started writing and you know you do have to break out if if what your goal is is worthy you're going to have to break out of what feels comfortable to you and mm-hmm. that's exactly what you're doing in order for this to have this radio show you can't be an introvert that's you have right. to go out there and push the limit the boundaries of what you want to do because your message is important yeah if and your you, life is important you'll you do said that the book the magic all happens outside the comfort zone it does. Yeah. It really does. And there are wonderful um, mentors to take you along the way, mentors that we've forgotten about, like Earl Nightingale and yeah. Zig Ziglar, who will teach you and have free you know, videos that people by now have taken and put on YouTube, where you can learn everything you need to learn about improving your life. Yeah. And, and action is confidence. Once you get started, once you break out of your comfort zone, the confidence comes from actually just getting it done, just doing it. Maybe not doing it perfectly, but just yeah. getting it done. And you fake it. Yeah. You really go into every scenario, throw back your shoulders, put up your chin and walk in like you own the place. Mm-hmm. And you know what's funny is when you do that, you do own the place. Absolutely. And you, you said that uh, one, of, one of the people you mentioned, men, mentors, one of the mentors you mentioned in the book is a gentleman by the name of Charles DeHigg, which I love this because we are all, we're all stuck in our comfort zone and our comfort zone is basically our habits. And we live our life through habits. Habits control our lives to a degree, whether we're looking at our phone or eating potato chips or, or watching TV, whatever our habits mm-hmm. are, they control our life much more. Than we, than we give them credit for. So yeah. let's talk about the power of habit and how we can break some of our bad habits and some of how we can create some of the new habits that are gonna get us to change our lives. Well, just that simple step of the two hours somewhere in your day that's gonna work with your schedule. Some people are night owls and they wanna do it in the evening, whatever. Some mm-hmm. people do it at lunch. But when you get those extra hours, that's gonna start making a habit for you. When you start saying, you know what, I'm only gonna put positive, encouraging, motivational things into my brain. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to watch soap operas. I'm instead going to listen to motivational tapes or whatever. Like when you start making those choices, they become habits. Mm-hmm. And they, once they become a habit in you, 
that your brain kind of goes on autopilot. That's what makes it so easy to drive from your house to your work. Your brain goes on autopilot and you can go do that. When you change the habits from watching TV and eating pizza each night and instead are going to the gym and listening to motivational things, when you change it to that, your body will start to get used to that and it'll get used to the endorphins and the good feelings that you have when you make positive changes. So it actually will become easier in time. Yeah, and part of, part of the... the Again, part of the, uh, the, the setup for creating new habits is that you can't create a new habit fully formed. It has to, you have to start small with, uh, with recognizing what, what, what your habits are and then tweaking them just a little bit at a time. And it's not going to feel good in the beginning. Okay? Right. Starting anything new doesn't feel good. You really have to push yourself. And I think that's one thing that we've kind of walked away from right now. Everything needs to feel good. Well, I have to want to go to the gym. I have to want to start a business. I have yeah. to want to change my career. No, you don't. Okay? When you begin something new, it's going to feel uncomfortable. It's not going to feel good in the beginning. And you're going you're gonna to feel dumb. You're going to feel dumb going to the gym and not knowing how to use the workout equipment. You're going to feel dumb listening to this motivational tape and I don't understand half the words he's using. You're going to feel dumb when you go back to school and you're learning something new. But as you do it, you will actually grow in a new way. Um, Steve Sims in his book, Blue Fishing, talks about how when you stretch a rubber band five times, it will never go back to the original shape. Mm-hmm. And as you stretch your mind and your habits and your lifestyle, it can never go back to that boring way it was before when you make these changes. So it's worth it for you to do that. Yeah, it's there's there's a quote there's uh, and, and I forget it's either a, a it's there's a basketball coach quote says uh, nobody ever got much done by only working on days that they felt good. You have to yes. You know sometimes sometimes you just have to fake it. So yeah. we uh, we. We reach a lot of salespeople and entrepreneurs on this show then, and a lot of my audience are automotive salespeople. I've been working in the, in the car business for, for 30 years, so we have a great number of, of car salespeople and car man- dealership managers who watch the show, but also other salespeople, people who own their own, own business, their chiropractors and their plumbers and their real estate agents and life insurance agents, but, and people who, uh, who only eat what they kill. They have, if, they don't, if they're not working, if things aren't working for them, no money's coming in. So yeah. I promise them they don't have 25 minutes to waste a week watching, watching me fool around in front of my video camera. They, if they're going to watch the show, they need to get something out of it. And I promise yeah. them if they'll watch the show, I'll give them one action step, one thing that they can do today, this week, as soon as they put down the phone from watching mm-hmm. the show, they can use it to create health, happiness, and prosperity in their life, to create a better business by creating a better person. They're the being, being a better you. So Marie, what's your, what's your one action step? Gosh, I have so many. I have to pick <laughs> just one. I'll give you one. And I'm gonna give you two bonus ones. Right. The one's going to be the most important one. And especially in this time period is to go outside for 30 minutes a day. Oh yeah. I mean that it sounds so simple, but really we're computer people. We're indoor people. We're comfortable in here. And what ends up happening is your body doesn't get enough vitamin D or enough sunlight to go ahead and bring up your mood so then you're not as productive inside your work mm-hmm. you're thinking oh i can't go outside and spend 30 minutes because i won't get as much work done you'll get more done if you go outside for 30 minutes and the best way to do that is to take a walk for 30 minutes oh yeah by yourself or with somebody changes your life it, it, it absolutely will i'm gonna, I'm gonna give you one other reason i i started doing that a really literally about four years ago i started walking and exercising and going outside and do it and over the last four years i've gone outside and ran every day for the last 1200 days in a row. 
outside. Wow. And out, outside. And that's the important thing. People say, what do you do when it rains? Well, I go run. Well, what do you do when it's snowing? Well, I go outside and run. You're never on the treadmill. No, I'm never on the treadmill. And the, th the amazing thing that's for me is uh, in addition to getting the vitamin D, to getting the sunshine, which is enormous, which improves your life in more ways than you, we could possibly get, begin to talk about. I've had allergies my entire life. I mean, just bone crushing allergies that, you know, and, and I live in Tennessee. So, in, you know, starting at about this time of year, I'm incapacitated for, for the next six weeks because of all the pollen in the air. But because I kept myself holed up in, in the house, uh, hiding away from the pollen for so long, it was crushing when I got to it. What I found out is by going outside and running for 15 minutes a day, for 30 minutes a day, taking a walk, I, I vaccinate myself against this and my, oh my, gosh. my, my allergy, my, my symptoms are dramatically decreased just because I get outside and face wow. the challenge. That is awesome. That is a huge testimonial for what it does to you. Yeah. We need that. We need to get outside and we just don't talk about it enough. Yeah. Another thing you can do too is watch funny things. Sometimes, you know, depression is a big thing. Getting mm -hmm. outside helps with that. Sunlight helps with that. But also watch, watch comedians. Yeah. Watch funny things. Your brain and your body needs that serotonin. It needs to have those endorphins. It can change the way you feel and that changes the way you work. If you're feeling a little bit depressed, if things aren't going as well as they can at work, make sure you give yourself a laughter diet because it will help the way you do everything. And, uh, the, and, and the quote is, your body can change your mind, but your mind can change your body and vice versa. So once you laugh, whether you mean it or not, whether it's just from a Chris Rock video, laugh is laugh. You know, that's, that, right. that, that's a laugh. You get the same boost from it. And all of a sudden you're in a better mood and that can, you can replay that. You can, you can use that to catapult you into the rest of your day. Even if you've been, you've been crying for three hours and you, yep. you can't break out of it, go ahead and, and watch something and get, get the laughter in. And all of a sudden that's real laughter. That's that those the, the chemicals are real. The, neuro, the neurological connections are real and your mind doesn't know the difference. Yeah. And it's a discipline. Again, these are all disciplines. You have to tell yourself every day I'm going to do this. Right. even when I don't feel like it, until your body gets used to it. So, Marie, you have so much going on. You're writing, you're speaking, you're a, you're a missionary, you have your videos. Tell us how folks can get in touch with you, what you can do for them, and how they can get in touch with you if they need you. Well, you can find me at Marie White Author. That's Marie White, spell like the color, author.com. And I own Zombies Press Publishing Company. I publish all sorts of books. And I also own um, bookoverhaul.com. So if you have a previously published book, I can revamp it, put it out there, and we can re-release it to the world and make it a big deal. My most important book is Strength for Parents of Missing Children, Surviving Divorce, Abduction, Runaways, and Foster Care. All right. Well, good luck to you this week. I hope you have a fantastic week. Thank you so much for taking time out of, of your schedule to talk to me with, with all you've got going on. And uh, I appreciate your time. If there's anything I do to help you, please let me know. Thank you very much. And hey, your listeners can go ahead and get a free copy of Changing Your Life in Just 10 Days on the website. All right. Well, I'll make sure to shoot them a link and that, that'll, be, that'll be in the show notes so you can download the copy of the book from there. Thanks, everyone. Have a great week. Bye. Get you some radio. You've been listening to the Get You Some Radio Show. Subscribe today at terrylancaster.tv to hear more episodes, win valuable cash and prizes, and get free training to help you create an army of buyers who know, like, and trust you before they've ever even met you. It's a big, wide world, boys and girls. Get out there and get you some.